One for the Table, brought to you by Kung Food, a fabulous recipe book written by John Kong, available on a lot of places that sell books. I'm not going to list any specific porters where you can purchase it from because this is not a paid advertisement for those places, but this is an advertisement for John's book. Purchase now. It makes a great gift for Valentine's Day, which is the next upcoming capitalistic holiday. Is Valentine's Day before Lunar New Year this year? I wouldn't call Lunar New Year a Western capitalistic holiday. Oh, well, no. But it's like the next major shopping holiday for a majority of the world. But you don't give gifts in general, like on Lunar New Year compared to like Valentine's Day. That's true. Mostly like, wait, what are your Lunar New Year like? Traditions that you like know of. So in Korea for Luna New Year. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before we get to there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, available now. Kung Fu. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to make a nice advertisement for you. And then you're like, nope. Um, Luna New Year, <laughs> LOL. Like, do not purchase it on Valentine's Day. Let's talk no. about Luna New Year. Fuck my book. Fuck the recipes. <laughs> Actually, I, I have to say, it's been really nice getting tagged. Um, there was like a wave of people that decided to make the lasagna at the same time. So I kept getting like lasagna after lasagna after lasagna photo. And I was mm-hmm. like, everybody's looks so good. And some of these like look better than the ones in the book. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, that's your legacy to the world. Yeah, before we jump into it, how are you? I haven't, like, we missed last week, and it feels like I haven't seen you in forever. We only skipped, like, one week. And despite us, like, talking every day. (laughs) Every day. Literally, like, we text every day. But I'm just like, I miss you. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. Aw. Well, you can move. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I said I miss you. Like, that's that's a lot. Damn. (laughs) Well... I guess I miss you too. Yeah. Did you get anything fun for Christmas? Well, so I hosted a white elephant party at my place. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you one thing. Yeah. I love white elephant parties. There's mm-hmm. nothing more in the world I love than potlucks and white elephant parties. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even like. I don't even care if I get a shitty gift. Mm-hmm. The whole process of white elephant is so much fun to me. Mm-hmm. And I set like thirty dollar limit. What are just like a minimum or maximum? You can interpret it to yourself, you know. Because mm-hmm. I feel like even if people brought a shitty gift, I think that's also funny. Yeah, watching people get shitty gifts, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, hoping someone will steal their shitty gift so they can pick something else. Uh, and then there's always like those random people that like really turn their gifts and they like really think about it and like they don't give a gift; they give a concept. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've I fall under that camp. Very much yeah. so. But, ironically, I was not invited to any white elephant parties this year. Oh. I know, so sad. Um, so if you're listening to this and if you live in LA, please invite me to your white elephant party because I would love to go. Like, and I'll bring a fierce gift. That reminds speaking of my book again, I was like in two, uh, two people. There was this like big, like I guess it was like SF Asian friend group white elephant party. And two of them brought my book. And I also saw Le Creuset in there. So it was like one of the ones where people were bringing things that they thought other people would like, I hope. 
I did that or I was the gag. I mean, if I like opened up a box and saw my book and then somebody else got a little cruzette, I, I probably would have feelings, strong feelings about it. But otherwise, in general, I feel like it was a good thing my book was at that white elephant party. Yeah. Someone didn't want your book, so they're like, let me re-gift it. <laughs> well, it's just somebody who got like a bunch of PR and got it twice. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, fuck this book, get it off my <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, so I hosted a white elephant party, and um, it was very fun. What was the thing that you got? So it was like a nice basket full of like fancy snacks. There was like some like Turkish delight that was like, oh, had some like exotic fruits and like yeah. some like nice dark chocolate with some like fancy nuts and all that. What are your thoughts on Turkish delight? So I've had many different kinds of Turkish delights. Uh-huh. I think the ones that are rose are a bit too perfumey for me, but I get mm-hmm. why people like it. But here in LA, there was like a random like Turkish pop-up shop where they're selling like Turkish designer clothing okay. and Turkish treats. Mm-hmm. And they had these boxes of like Turkish delights that I've never seen anywhere before. And there's like 10 different flavors. They're like, you want to try it? And I'm like, I'm kind of full, but I don't know, I'll try it, you know? Because, like, the lady was, like, so nice about it. She's like, these are my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. please try them. And they were so good. Yeah. Um, It was, like, this, like, hazelnut Turkish delight. Ooh. And it was, like, not too sweet. Um, mm-hmm. The hazelnut flavor was, like, really, really good. It was almost like a nougat. Oh, that's nice. That sounds nice. But the label wasn't Turkish, so, yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to find it again. When... I was a kid, Turkish Delight was like in my mind, because I hadn't, I didn't try it first. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe first. And that show, because it was a show back then, and that show made that fucking candy look like the most delicious thing. Like, that kid betrayed his fucking brother and sister, for some fucking Turkish delight. So I was like, this stuff must be amazing. And then oh. I tried it and it was like the exact same thing. And I was like, this tastes like perfume. I hate this so much. Mm-hmm. And then recently I was sent some Turkish delight. It was like CBD THC infused Turkish delight. Um, Andy Bergani oh. sent some to me. And yeah. It was so good that I ate the whole box, but I didn't know that it was infused with CBD and THC. So like a couple of hours later, I literally thought I was poisoned. Like I lit an incense. Did you actually feel high? I wasn't just high. I felt the vibrations of the universe. Yeah, because like when you snack like... You don't just snack. You You've like seen me snack. You've thing. seen me snack. It's not just like a nibble. It's like I don't stop until it's all gone. And, and so, you don't like, even chew. I, I think you just like swallow them. It's very much like I I eat exactly like boba. Boba does not chew her food either. Like I I just kind of like like one. Two, it kind of just hangs out in my mouth for like a half second before it just like reaches my stomach. Um, it's it's very much like a pelican. Uh. And so I did not know what was going on. I was so confused. Um, Mochi was in the room with me and I was freaking out because I thought initially it was incense that I like, I just lit this giant super potent thing of weed and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to kill my dog. And then my dog seemed fine. And so I pretty much like realized that it was the Turkish delight. Again, delicious, but. But high as hell. 
so high, mm. so high that like eventually I felt like I was, I got the spins. It was so bad. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that being said, both experiences with Turkish Delight that I've had have been like less than great, but it still tasted really good the second time. Mm. Well, back to my, um, the gift yeah. I got. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll be eating out of this basket, I'm sure. Actually, no. Is it all gone? Did you re-gift it? So my friend got this gift. It was like a salt and pepper shaker, but there was like handmade ceramic. Ooh. And one is like a bunny shape, and the other one is like a hamster shape. And it has like this like gorgeous like terracotta and like gray glaze on it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so cute. This seems like right up my alley. But my friend, so he just recently got a gastric sleeve and he's like skinty. Oh. And, you know, he's like one bite and he's full. So I was like, I don't know if you want this, but like, do you have any interest in trading? And he's like, actually, yes, because um, I don't have any food in the house. And I would like to have some food around the house so people don't think I'm anorexic when they come over. <laughs> so he traded with okay. me and um, I ended up taking yeah this really cute salt and pepper shaker which is like perfectly kitchen very like my aesthetic mm-hmm. um some people got some fierce gifts and some people probably wasn't as fierce to them but like all this like funny to watch mm-hmm. like someone brought like a le Creuset mini cocotte which got stolen yeah. many times okay so someone brought okay so this gift they get st- stolen like maximum yeah because our rule was um a same gift can be stolen up to two times. Mm-hmm. So someone brought a giant backpack. Mm-hmm. And so when this person got the backpack and they opened it, they're like, oh, this is so cool. But then there was more stuff inside. Mm. And inside was filled with like a ton of ramen packets. Oh, my God. And a used bullet. A used bullet? Bullet, you know, just like one of those like smoothie maker or like. Oh, okay. I was like a shot, like one that had been shot out of a gun. <laughs> But, no, okay. like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that, like, like the little tiny, thing? the yeah. tiny, the tiny blender. Yeah, and the person was like a trainer, so there was like a certificate for like one personal training session. These are all pretty good. And a Ziploc bag with Oreos, which I don't know why they put that in there. <laughs> it was it was like they're cleaning out their pantry. And I'm like, I got these Oreos, so I shove it in the Ziploc <laughs> and put it in this. Uh, so, um, yeah. That was popular. Someone got an air tag. Cute. I think the one gift that like a lot of people fought for was these like nice set of champagne glasses, champagne, and champagne scented mm. candle. Oh, cute. Like a whole set. Yeah. That was a concept that they gave out. <laughs> the most disappointing gift reaction was um someone brought a brooch. Mm-hmm. It was just like a silver brooch. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Oh. Was it at least like a cute brooch? It was kind of like a grandma brooch. That could I be mean, that could be fun. If you're like, you know, like as a as a like a finisher for a quirky outfit. So this is like you know, like a lot of drag queens are there, like Naomi, Monet, Plastique, Bob. Uh-huh. It wasn't something you bring to a party. I'm not sure. Okay, if this person listens to this podcast, I love you, whomever brought that. <laughs> 
that was not something that was going to impress the drag queen. Okay, I get what you mean. There is, there is, there is jewelry, mm-hmm. and then there's mm-hmm. jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And probably <laughs> the person that ends up getting it because she, like, oh! every gift she gets, like, <laughs> getting stolen. It was the last person. Like, she was, like, really excited was... about her. Like, yeah, she initially got the champagne and all that, and she was, like, so excited that got stolen, and then she got something else that got stolen. And when she finally opened up that brooch, the disappointment on her face, like, her face was, like, frozen, and she was just, like, staring at it, blinking. Like, you could tell that she was, like, so obviously, like, disappointed and mad about this gift. I can see it. Oh my God! She can't. She's not even the type of person that he could even, that could even pretend. Oh no. no! Like she's really bad at like hiding her emotions and like I think like she was probably like hating whoever got this gift. Because <laughs> they're the oh oh my God! I would have I would watch that. I would watch that. Uh, uh, oh, and someone That's else funny. got a Drew Barrymore popcorn maker. Okay. Someone else got Christmas stockings that's um, shaped like jumbo pictures of like McNuggets from McDonald's. It's like a McDonald's merch. That's kind of cute. So I prepared three gifts um, mm-hmm. because I was hosting the party. And you know, some people come with their partner and be like, oh, we'll just get one gift between us. Yeah, but that, does, but that messes think, up I the game. I think it's not fun. Yeah. yeah. Like I wanted everyone to pick a gift. So I threw in, you know, like a couple of extra presents in there. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a brooch. Forgive me if I no, <laughs> don't let me. Forgive me if I pronounce it incorrectly. You know, Henkels. Yeah, Henkels. Yeah, the the knife company. Yeah, yeah. Henkels steak knife set and a giant bucket of Malden sea salt. Nice. That is like if you are a cook, that is a great one to have because Malta yeah, right? is expensive or can be expensive, mm-hmm. and it's a bucket of Malden. So yeah, so that gift got stolen you know, like to the maximum. Uh, our friend Eric, you know Eric, um, who's an amazing cook, like stole that gift because obviously like he's going to use yeah. it. And he was like so excited about it. Yeah, and then um, Naomi ended up stealing that gift from him. And the salt. the salt and then the steak knife said. And Eric generally, like, who's pretty, like, emotionless. I don't think I've ever seen him, like, express, like, any sort of emotion. Yeah. He actually looked really upset. It's starting to make sense to me why you really love playing this game. Um, the look of despair, <laughs> but also, like, happiness. But then that happiness could be taken away it's, moments yeah. notice. <laughs> And, then some, and some people leave really happy. Some people are just like mad as hell. And some people are just sad. <laughs> and then I also had a chili oil set with like three different types of chilies, which I think is oh, like nice. a nice gift because everybody loves chili oil. Yeah. And I don't even know if I should like say it on the podcast, but... Say it. Okay. So this company that um, I worked with mm-hmm. for the holidays, they sent me a package and I opened it up and it's a really nice cheese board. Um, okay. It's like a pretty expensive one too. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. But like I already have like two cheese boards. So like, I don't many. need this. Yeah. So I'll just use it as a white elephant gift. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And 
so I gave it out and that also got stolen like maximum and you know the person that got it like loved it at the end mm-hmm. um, later that night I get a text from this person um, they sent me a picture of the cheese board and they're like I'm screaming right now your Did rich get- friends are re-gifting and I'm like what do you mean and then she sent me a picture of the cheese board and it's like a wooden cheese board with like um like slab of stone slate like in the middle of it yeah and in the middle of the stone slab was a giant company logo <laughs> the <cheese> board. <laughs> oh no and um and the company is like um it's a company that you know that works with therapists and like mental health oh god <laughs> and so the person was like i don't need you know like all my guests to know you know that i'm serving a mental health chief board <laughs> actually that is kind of a gag though i think that was like you know i mean i should have like checked the gift before like i like wrapped it up you know <laughs> yeah. But, like, I didn't think they would, like, get it, like, custom and printed, like, logo, like, on there. And that's the thing, though. A lot of companies, mm-hmm. like, they will do that. They will send you, like, all sorts of stuff, and then they'll put their logo all over it, which makes it, like, super hard to enjoy, like, yeah. first of all. And then you kind of feel wasteful afterwards. And it's a really nice cheese board. It's beautiful. There's, like, a drawer yeah. that you can pull out and then has, like, all the cheese knives in it. Oh, I know exactly okay. the what board that you're thinking of because I think um, Selena Gomez sent me the same one. Oh. I think it's, like, a company that just makes these. Mm. So, anyways, um, I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, who would do that? So, um, this person... <laughs> Um, this doesn't even know that was that was from me. Uh, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> and then, oh my um, we were god! At the next day with all of our friends, and then then yeah, our friends were talking, but it's like, yeah, I can't believe someone gift regifted um, a mental health cheese board. Like that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that was like the wildest gift that was in there. Who would have thought? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, uh, next time I'll I'll fly down and I'll play along. I'll play with you guys because that sounds so much fun. Yeah, I'll oh, come next year or move here next year, whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so for the holiday party, um, I like threw like a little, you know, because you gotta have like food, you know, for the holiday party. Yeah, so of I made like a little charcuterie board. And then I also made like a cheese board. I had fruits. I like baked cookies from scratch. And I had some peppermint bark. And then I ordered these like really good empanadas um, yeah. from my friend's business, Hermanos Empanadas. They make the best empanadas ever. So we had like beef, spicy chicken, chicken verde, jalapeno cheese, and cheese and corn. Um, it was like all great. And my mom is visiting and staying with me. And when I told her that I was having a party, she's like, oh, we need to make, like, rice, and then we need to, like, make noodles, and, oh. uh, like, and I was like, no, it's just, it's just like a white elephant party. Like, it's not a dinner, you know? Yeah. She's like, well, yeah, it's a party, so we need to, like, you know, make all these, like, dishes, and I was like, and it's like, no, it's not a feast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
a lot of these people barely eat. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, you know, people like Nosh, but, you know, like, no one wants to, like, pig out at a party, you know? Right. Well, but, I um, would. But... So after I set it up, you know, and it was, I thought it was, like, a nice, like, spread. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I cannot believe these white people, like, this is all they... <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so easy to throw, like, a party for Americans. <laughs> I don't know, but, like, this is what people enjoy at parties, you know? Yeah. Like, they're not... They're not coming over to eat a meal. They're just trying to have like little like snacks and nosh and drinks and. Mm-hmm. You got to use your drink fridge to its fullest extent. Yes, absolutely. Oh, and one of our my friend Godoy made champurado. What's that? In Mexican hot chocolate. Ooh, that sounds lovely. And that was very delicious. <sighs> so overall, yes, the holidays were a great time, and then. On actual Christmas Day, uh, we had the crab boil. Mm-hmm. Got Dungeness crabs. Very delicious. Ooh, hell yeah. Uh, my Christmas Eve was very chill. I spent it. Okay, so getting in from the last episode. Um, so I was with my family last. And mm-hmm. I was pretty emotionally exhausted by that point so when we got home and it was just it was just so nice to be home with john and i i told him i was like i'm sorry i i like i don't feel well i don't think i have it in me to like do any more like obligatory hangouts so it was like literally just me by myself on christmas eve with the dogs and I was doing work, and it was chill. I played video. Uh, I didn't play video games yet because I didn't get my gift yet. Um, so I was doing work, and that was it. And on Christmas Day, um, I had four people. Well, it was there were four of us when little John came back from his family's Christmas Day, and it was just like me and two of my neighbors. And I made a prime rib, and mm. it was. So nice. First of all, the prime rib was so good. Um, I tried. I uh, believe it. Uh, yeah, uh, it, there's a video on it. It, it just it. I can't even. Uh, I can't even be humble about it. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I tried pop. this. Yeah. What? Did you have horseradish? Yes, I made a horseradish sauce. See, I, I saw the video you posted, but I didn't see the horseradish sauce. And I'm like, if I went to John's party and if you gave me prime rib without horseradish, like it's over. It was actually inside a little ceramic cocotte. It was oh. very, it was, it was plated. Um, so the horseradish sauce itself, it was horseradish, um, Duke's mayonnaise, white mm. pepper, and mm. a little bit of yogurt. To make it like extra tangy, mm. um, I think this would have been a it would have been a horseradish sauce that you would have really liked because it was just like a little bit extra tangy because it was like really fatty prime rib. Yeah, <laughs> and did you have the ajou running through the prime rib? Yes, that we had like just like drenched on top. Yeah, and uh, the prime rib itself had a crust, um, and the crust was. A lot of black pepper, but I fried the black pepper first. And the part oh. that makes the black pepper like spicy and astringent, like kind of like nasally spicy, 
that stuff washes out with oil. So all you're left with is just like the warmth of the black pepper and toasted nutty flavor. Um, and none of that forward astringency. And then with that, I chopped up rosemary, thyme, sage, and toasted coriander. And that was the crust with some salt. It was so fragrant. Oh, daddy. <laughs> yeah. And then that boy. the people that came, they made, um, they did a mashed potato, which was very nice. But they like did a sauteed carrot that was so simple and it was so good. Um, they just took like, they just sauteed carrots with butter, with lemon juice, salt, and sugar. And the sugar made the carrots taste so carroty and so sweet, but like <clears throat> not mm. sugary. It was just like they tasted like super carrots. And I was like, huh, this is really, really good. Like, I think there was like, you know, after the prime rib, it was like, I, I would have thought that I would have loved the mashed potatoes would be a close second. And they were good mashed potatoes, but I was all about these carrots. Um, and then afterwards, we went downstairs to the TV room and then we watched Elaine Stritch doing her stand-up one-woman special live at Liberty. And it was just like me and two elder gays just watching some really camp Broadway dame talk about her life. And I was like, this is perfect. This is so good. This sounds like the perfect Christmas. It was the perfect Christmas for me. Like, just... Not having to like stress out about being anywhere, not having to stress about doing stuff like cooking for your cooking, like for 11 people <laughs> out of the blue without warning. <laughs> By next year, you're going to be like living in the mountains. Like, you know what? I, and more and more, I'm just like, you know what? People are great, but are they? Oh, <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens after the elections next year. Yeah, I might actually be up all up in the mountains. Who knows? All up in the mountains that we went up to like cast iron, like witch pot. Witch pots that are hanging over. Mm. Tripod hanging. Yeah. I already I already have the tripod thing. I just need uh -huh. a cauldron. I just need a cauldron and a bow and arrow and I am good. With um, some firewood, we go in the mountains and then we're like, some beeps too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little beeps uh -oh. too to get us through this cold winter. <laughs> It would probably be rabbit stew because it would be mm -hmm. hard to find beef up in the mountains, I think. That's true. Or bear meat. Oh. If you want to get really fierce about it. I, and this, I, is, this is not me condoning bear meat in any way, you know, before people get sensitive about it. It's a joke. People do eat bear meat, though. Oh, I know. Like, it's an actual... I heard, I heard, like, there are people that, like, can have eaten enough bear meat that they can distinguish it. it was like oh this bear has been eating nothing but blueberries all winter and they were like oh it tastes like blueberries mm -hmm. i mean food but wars had a whole arc about it oh that's right that's right i remember that it was like gamey or whatnot but you mm -hmm. have to be really careful because bear meat has like a lot of worms mm. don't ask me how i know and don't google it and don't look it up on youtube it I mean, like don't. a lot of like wild meat in general, like has a lot of worms, right? It's gross. Could... It's like extra gross. <laughs> Just freeze that shit to kill the parasites. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, when in doubt, freeze it. 
Besides, um, oh, you didn't get my gift yet, huh? It's still on its way. Damn it. What did you get me? I'm not telling you. You're just going to have to, you're just going to have to, I think you're not going to get it until like two weeks into January, so. What well, up? to wait about the delivery when you bought me a house in the hills. <laughs> They're it still take building that long it. to mail a key. They're still building it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got right, you. Um, let's take a quick break. Okay. And just like that, we're back. And just like that, we're back. Well, well, well. So, circling back to what you were asking about New Year's Eve and traditions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did ask that question. So, Lunar New Year, um, in Korea, you eat this thing called tteokguk, which is like a rice cake soup. Um, mm, I like those rice cakes. Yeah, it's like a flat rice cake. The flat cake. ones. Like the one. Oh, they're so yeah. good. Yeah. And like a eggy, green oniony broth. Sometimes it's made of bone broth. Every family does it differently. But you eat that. And then also to um, all the adults, like all your relatives, grandparents, uncles, aunts, you bow to them. Mm-hmm. And then they give you money. Mm, okay. Yep. Which initially was exciting, but then my parents would always take all my money away. I was saying like, oh, we'll give this to you when you're older. I have yet to see a dime. (laughs) Yeah. You play this game called Yudnori, which is like, you throw these like five sticks marked with different things. And depends on like, what are they like, land up face up, face down. You move the marker. It's kind of like a traditional, what was that game? Um... Basically, you go around the block anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about in China? Uh, For at least the way that we celebrated um, Chinese New Year, we would, uh, there's a lot of like visiting of relatives. So you would, as a family, go and visit like everything, everyone from like your grandma to your aunties, like maybe like some really, really close friends of your mom, people that you would regard your aunts and uncles. And they would like stay in their house and they would prepare things like little, like whether it be radish cakes or chestnut cakes, um, you know, the radish cakes, uh, they're, they're like oh, yes. savory. And then they'd have like mm-hmm. things like pork or shrimp in them. And the chestnut cakes are like a sweet version of that. Um, some of them will prepare like a sweet soup that's made of like woodier mushrooms and pear broth, a recipe that's also in my book, by the way. Um, Available on anywhere we can buy books. <laughs> Support your local bookstores. Yeah. <laughs> and me. Um, so... And and everywhere that you go, like, they'll have prepared them. But some of them will just have, like, trays of candy. And then you'll have these, like, very, very intricate and beautiful, like, lacquer trays that will be full of candy that will be, like, it, it can be super traditional and have a whole bunch of, like, things like candied shaved coconut or candied lotus root or candied, like, uh, macadamia nuts. Like, that's the more traditional thing. And then, like, some people will be, like, super, super modern with it and have, like... Twix bars and like like tiny fun size special Chinese New Year versions of candy, like special flavors. So like peach flavored Kit Kats and stuff like that. And each candy is supposed to mean something or signify something. I don't know what it is. I don't know any of this symbolism behind anything. Um, and then you go out to dinner a lot 
And there are a few like mainstay meals that you're supposed to eat because of symbolism again. Um, and the only one that I remember is like you have to have a whole fish. It has to be a whole fish because mm-hmm. that is prosperity and abundance. Um, and then dumplings are there. And I think those signify money. Um, and then there's like little superstitions. Uh, like mm-hmm. I think chi- uh, Chinese New Year lasts, I think, three days. Well, no, they, they last longer, but there was like the main three days. Um, and the three days are the most important. And like during that time, you can't sweep your house. You have to clean before oh. and you can clean after, but you cannot sweep for the first like three days. And I and I could totally get this wrong. So feel free to correct me. Yeah, be, in be like, mad in the I, comments. Be mad in the comments. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, go ahead, please, by all means. Um, but if you sweep during those three days, you're like, sweeping away the good luck that had accumulated for your house. So you kind of have to let that luck marinate in your house for a while before you can sweep it Mm. out, apparently. Um, You're not supposed... This might be a Cantonese thing, but you're not supposed to buy shoes because buying shoes is like... It sounds like a term for, I, I don't know, something else that's not very lucky. You're not supposed to cut your hair. Um, And you're supposed to buy pretty much all new clothes, but that translates down to at least like one outfit. Um, And when you visit people, you have to be wearing red. Mm. Um, Those are the things that I remember from, which actually like I remember quite a lot. You know, I like those rules. So basically these superstitions exist. So you're not forced to clean. Yeah. (laughs) You don't, you don't have to groom yourself. Yeah. (laughs) And... You like splurge on like new outfits for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like it's very indulgent and I like it. Yeah, I, I think we're good for that. We're good. And then you get to eat lots and lots of food, lots of good food. And it mm-hmm. gets to the point where like everybody has like a really good radish cake recipe and they're so heavy. And you just get gifted all these radish cakes from different people and you're just like, I. I can't anymore. So anytime like I visit my mom or something for CNY, um, Mm -hmm. everyone's pawning off radish cakes on me because their fridges are just full of radish cakes. And you're like, if I see one more fucking radish cake. Radish cake, (laughs) right. (laughs) And again, it's just like all starch. So it's like not Mm -hmm. healthy at all. (laughs) What I think is the most funniest about Lunar New Year is... um, how much it impacts the American economy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'll explain why. <clears throat> so um, a lot of my friends who are artists, you know, who are like, who makes enamel pins or uh, my friends who are wig makers that get like a lot of their like wig shipments from China, you know, like a lot of like makeup companies that get their components from China, like all around Lunar New Year's, all the factories shut down. So no one can... Like, get anything. You got to get your orders in before. And then before. even after Lunar New Year's, like, over, there's no guarantee that you'll be able to get it because um, a lot of the factory workers don't come back to work. No. So then, like, you could be shit out of luck. But then, before Lunar New Year, they're overflooded with orders, so they might not even be able to fulfill your order before, like, they go on... Like the holiday. <laughs> yeah, you have to plan way... If you if you do any kind of business with any kind of like shipping and stuff with China and stuff, you have to get... You have to... Whether or not you celebrate, 
you have to be ready by like January. Oh, if you sure. want shit to be smooth, like think of it as like another Christmas rush, even though you're all you're trying to do. And it kind of sucks because February is like a dead time for retail and and food. Um, but like if you don't want to run out of anything, like, yeah, the it, Lunar New Year, people in China don't take time off for Christmas, but they've got. I think it's like a week anywhere between one or th- hold on, let me let me look it up, because I know. I know there are more governmental Chinese there are more governmental Chinese holidays than there are US holidays. How long do seven days off. Seven consecutive days um off for Chinese years. Whereas Christmas you have like how many? I mean like people don't work between the week of Christmas and and New Year's, but like Christmas off. Yeah. Well, people work like Christmas Eve. Maybe they'll like end early in Christmas Eve if they're lucky. Yeah. This one, it's like, so imagine like if you had seven sanctioned days off, like imagine the week leading up to it and the week after it. Like you're, forget it. Tis the season. Tis the season. But you guys don't get money or anything? Oh, yeah, we do do the, we do the red packets. Um, okay. But it's not a seniority thing. It is actually mm-hmm. like a married thing. So if you're a married, married couples, Mm -hmm. married couples give red packets. Oh, they give red packets to everyone. Cause like the, it's considered like, if you're married, I think Mm -hmm. you're like pretty much like luck considered like the one that's dishing out the good luck. So generally like, and actually my brother had something like this to say. So I, I give red packets for, for Christmas to all of my younger cousins if I'm around them during the holidays. So I give red packets to like my brother, my niece and my younger cousins as their Christmas presents. And my brother was like, oh, that's right. You have to do this now because you're about to get married. And I was like, no. I'm doing this because it's Christmas and this is your gift and we give cash. (laughs) But he was right because like after little John and I get married, we're like, it doesn't, I don't think the seniority by age matters anymore. Like I'm supposed to give red packets to like my mom and my dad and my, my brothers and stuff like that. Like, cause like we're the lucky ones that got married and we're supposed to dish that out. Um, But also you give red packets to like, employees and by red packets mm-hmm. it's like money um you give it to employees uh you give them to a lot of them you you might like have a whole a lot of people in hong kong will just have like purses filled with pre-filled red packets and some of them will give it to like anywhere from their taxi driver to their doorman to their server like you're just like dishing out money and like passing out How money much is all it in this packet it depends. Obviously, like you'll give your family members more, um, but then, like you know, you'll give anywhere from. It it really depends on your relationship with the person. So I think like Hong Kong's smallest in Hong Kong, the smallest dollar amount I think is twenty Hong Kong dollars. Divide that. That's like any. That's like a little over seven bucks. Okay. Um. Oh, I think, no, there's a $10 bill. There's a $10 bill. Um, so that's like a buck and, and then some. Um, okay. Yeah. But then and some you, people will give like $100 in, in theirs. So how much are you going to give me? How much am I going to give? 
Am I going to see you for CNY? If there's money involved, you'll see me wherever. <laughs> oh, oh, does this mean you'll visit me in Detroit for Lunar New Year? If I'm guaranteed a certain amount of money, absolutely. <laughs> Girl, this isn't a gig. <laughs> Book me. <laughs> Book me for appearance at John Collins. Oh my God, that would, that's funny. Um, I'll even get in drag for you. Huh? You'll get in drag for me. I'll um, tap for nickels and dimes. <laughs> just do like a little little shuffle here. Little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I've been obsessed with lately? What? I sent you the link to it. On Reddit, there's like a subthread called Depression Meals. Oh, yes. And I can't really binge it because it gets a little too real and too dark. <laughs> But it's like a subreddit of where people post their like depression meals and like they'll post like why they're depressed or while they're eating this. And it's really interesting to see what people eat when they're depressed. Sometimes yeah. like people make like a really fancy meal for themselves, but sometimes it'll be like onions Box and mac Oreos. And cheese. Yeah. yeah. And they'll be like, Oh, my grandmother just passed away yesterday. Yeah. And actually like I've I looked at, at a couple of those and I couldn't like I, I spiral, but I don't spiral like that. And I don't like to see it makes me uncomfortable to see people spiral like that. But it just shows it kinda I don't know, some of them looked like the windows into like just the depths of the darkest depths of like a straight man's psyche. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it's like, it's, it gets, it looks like it gets real bad in there. Yeah. And yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I think, you know, whomever created me that I was born gay because I feel oh. like being a straight man is the most boring thing My in the world. God. Me too. There's nothing more boring than like looking at the feed of a straight person's Instagram. Yeah. Straight guy or straight cis male, yeah. especially. Yeah. Oh my like, God. Like, hi, like a hyper masculine. Yeah. yeah. It's like picture of their dog, picture of like a pool, picture of a tree. And then like picture of them, like holding a beer at like a sports some, event like, brewery beer or something. Yeah. It is so like generic. Like it, it's, for some reason, whoever like had the lockdown or whatever what it means to be a man just reserved the most boring shit. And like anything that deviates from that idea is like a threat to that masculinity and therefore like people just unless like that is literally all you like like that is that is it for you and it's so depressing because people just aren't allowed to like things because that can make them seem gay. Right? <laughs> like, I wonder, like, what do straight men do for fun aside from, like, watching sports and, like, playing golf? I don't know. I think pickleball now. What's pickleball? Pickleball is like big ping pong. It looks like if ping pong and tennis combined into a sport... Is it like um I played it once. It's fine. Is it like what like when straight men in the nineties were like obsessed with foosball? Actually like elder is it like a old, modern- older people are really into it. Like it's 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 pretty much like all the fun of tennis, but like you can learn it 
Like it's something that you can pick up and learn in like a couple hours. Okay. It's honestly not that bad, but I hate any sport that requires me to work with another person. Um, <laughs> really committing to my brand here, but like, yeah, I, I, I don't like, I don't like sports where like I'm pressured to perform for the sake of like somebody else. So like tennis, forget it. I tried soccer. I tried ultimate Frisbee and I'm okay at all. I was okay at ultimate, but I was just like, it was just too stressful being on a team and I just can't deal with it. So I was like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to run. I'm going to run by myself because I only answer to myself for this. Um, so that's why you I don't, don't really like competing for- in general. Do you? I don't, I don't, I don't even like, I won't even like go on a cooking competition show because I don't believe like food should be a cup. I, I just don't like competing. I like shut down when the pressure is like, when I have to like beat somebody. I'm just like, uh, I'll just lose. And yet you are a lawyer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I ended on a win. So there we go. How many wins and losses on total throughout your lawyer career? Well, I technically never really had a lawyer career. I was like a legal intern, so I did a lot of administrative work first. But my first major murder trial that I worked on, we won. So Nice. Yeah. And then you were like, that's enough for me. I must see myself out and cook some steak at home. You're right. (laughs) And here you are. Being a regift at White Elephant Parties. <laughs> I made it. I made it. I'm somebody's regift. Everything you've done in your life has led up to this. Led up moment. to How this. How do you feel moment. about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Actually, I'm just in a good mood in general because I got a PlayStation for Christmas. So. Oh, yeah. You, you never told me about all the gifts you got. Oh, oh. So that was it. I got a PS5. I got a PS5 and some games, and I am so happy. Like, did your family not send you any gifts or anything? No, I think we are of the policy that, like, we're, I'm old enough to the point where, like, yeah, I can Mm -hmm. have a gift if I'm there, but if they know Mm -hmm. they're not going to see me, I'm not, they're not going to get anything, which is fair. I don't think that you should buy gifts and go through the trouble for sending, of sending it to people either. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the more I get older, the less I care about like getting gifts from people. Or like I love giving gifts to people. I think that's fun, you know, to see yes. like how they react. But when my mom was here, she kept trying to like buy me things. Mm. Like I was also kind of scared to go shopping with her because the moment I pick up anything, she's like, "Let me buy that for you," and I'm like, "No, I, I literally just want to look at it. I don't want it." <laughs> You're right. That's sweet, I but I like, get that. Yes. Yeah. And then finally, I had to be like, "Mom, listen." If there's something I wanted, I would have bought it already for myself. Yeah. Anything else, you know, you want to get me, it's literally just going to collect dust in my home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have anything that I'm not going to use. Oh, that's just, like what sitting you in my home. Use. Yeah. What? You could use a duster. I have a duster. You fucking you? bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what makes you say that? Is my home dusty? <laughs> Uh, you know what you, you could have? What? Taste. <laughs> but you can't buy that, unfortunately. 
You better hope I got some soon, because uh, your gift of, gift is still on the way. I'm too late. <laughs> I have zero expectations. Uh, oh, did you try that penitone? Was that any good? Oh, yeah. I popped it open um, for the White Elephant Party, because obviously I'm not going to sit there and enjoy the entire penitone by myself, but right. everyone else would help me eat it. Yeah. It was very, very dry. Oh, that's unfortunate. But um, the flavor was good. Um, the chocolate and the peaches were good. Just the bread itself was very dry. Ugh, what was it covered in? Was, was it like sealed at all? Oh, it was completely sealed, yeah. Oh, that is so upsetting. But thank you for the panettone. I hate a dry... A dry panettone, oh, that's fine. But I hate, a dried panettone is just so offensive. I know. Especially when you get a good panettone, it's like oh, fluffy and it's like moist. And, yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, God. I didn't even... I got a good one. I got an okay one this year. It was from Costco. But, like, it... No, Costco is like a fire. Yeah. Costco Panettone was good. Also, for some reason, the Panettone they have Costco is, like, a smaller size. Mm-hmm. And it's manageable. Yeah. They don't have to be, like, enormous. But you think, like, Costco of all places would have, like, mega-sized Panettone. But no. Like, Costco sells the smallest Panettones I've ever seen. <laughs> Because they're gonna be like, we're gonna be, we're, we're gonna be big for everything else except, except for this a panettone, which again I appreciate. Yeah, and yeah, the Gucci panettone was sold out. I guess we'll never know. Imagine if that one would turned out. If, imagine buying that one and that one was like not moist. And then this one we're like, ah, oh, capitalism. Ah, oh. would you try to get a refund? Can you even get a refund at Gucci like that? I don't know. If, could you like give them, could you go to the Gucci store with like a panettone with a half eaten piece with, and be like, this is awful. <laughs> like, I mean, it is incredibly expensive for a panettone, but given the grand scope of things, the price of the panettone is like the packaging cheaper than cheapest thing at Gucci, you know? It's true. So, like, are they going to be like, what is this poor person doing here with this, like, I can't eat bread. I would have just been pissed. I mean, there is like a cream sauce that you could put on panettone that's dry. A cream sauce? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, what is the sauce called that you put on a panettone that some people put on panettone? Oh, I know exactly which sauce you're talking about. Um, Oh my God. What's the name of it? Oh, it's a mascarpone. It's a mascarpone cream. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so it's called panettone divine and it's a mascarpone cream. It's mascarpone, eggs, sugar, and rum. Oh, oh Sabayon is what I was thinking of. Sabayon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. These words, they're just, like, not coming to my head. Do I have Alzheimer's? No, I don't. I remembered it. That's yes, funny. Sabayon. Sabayon. That's egg yolk, sugar, and wine until th- yeah. uh, beaten until thick. It is delicious if you've never it had is. it. It is delicious. Mm. Well, I want to go to um, Lori's prime rib house for Christmas, but um, the reservations were booked, so I couldn't get in. But seeing your prime rib has made me very jealous. Do you like? I did not know you liked prime rib. Prime rib is one of those things, like, I eat it maybe, like, once every couple of years. Mm-hmm. But when I do eat it, I enjoy it. 
Mm-hmm. But it has to be from somewhere that's really good because I've gotten like prime rib that was like mostly all fat and bad like, prime rib know. is so like bad. Is yeah, because it's or like sometimes it's like tough as hell. Yeah. Oh, I would which be is so even mad. worse. I guess like I I guess in that sense like I can understand the fear that people have with making prime rib because a it's super expensive mm-hmm. and b like. When it's bad, it's so bad. And so you don't want to like, and it's always like your showstopper, so you don't want to ruin it for everyone else. But really, the secret to really good prime rib is a convection oven that you have on low for a few hours and you just, and a meat thermometer. And as soon as the internal temperature reads 135, take it out and that's it. You're, you're good. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, salt it a couple of days before and let it sit in your fridge and then do all the other stuff to it, but that dry brine, as, that dry brine, yeah, that dry mm-hmm. brine life. It's it's so easy, it's so good. The problem with fucking up something like prime rib is, you know, because it's so expensive and time consuming. Mm-hmm. Chances are you probably won't have a backup if you fuck it up. Yeah. So if you fuck it up, then like the dinner's ruined. Basically, you just have a bunch of side dishes. Well, if you buy the Popeye's turkey at Popeye's, it's not a hundred dollars. It's like forty bucks. Yeah, but also that is still like time consuming to cook. Oh, you know that's right. I mean? You can. I mean, it's like well, you can ask them to fry it there for you. <laughs> can you do that? I don't know, but I would. I don't, I don't think so. It, it comes frozen, and then you have to like yeah, it's it. frozen. Yeah, and then you still have to cook it for two hours. I mean, the if okay, if your prime rib messed up. Yes, but by the time, like you're slicing that prime rib, it's fully yeah. dinner time. Yeah, it's there's no recovering from it. Like there's yeah. no. Uh, that's that's when you say like that's when you hopefully have enough gravy that it would make anything moist, and you just kind of like mm. use it as soup in the gravy, and then you just eat the sides. Or maybe hopefully you have some like ribeye or hanger steak like marinating as a backup. Oh, that would be. Or even just chicken. <laughs> I mean, why not? Or duck. Duck is hard. Duck, duck is difficult. Yeah, it's easy to mess up. Duck. Never mind. Unless like duck breast. Duck breast. My backup would have been. Well, I don't. Ha- I didn't have a backup because I knew it was going to be fine. But I also bought oxtails the same time I bought my prime rib. Oh, you. Oh, oh. I was thinking oh. about making oxtail curry as well as prime rib. Were they braising? Oh, huh? was the prime rib was going on or? Oh no, they were. They, I, I decided about, to just chuck them in the freezer. But tell me about these oxtails and what you're gonna do to them. Oh, okay. So I got, I got. Wait, wait, wait. Five. Stay in like a, stay in like a lower voice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on. Here we go. Now I got five wait, of them. Now tell, now John Kong, yeah. tell me, what kind of bad things are you gonna do to these oxtails? So the oxtails that I got. I got five really big ones that I'm going to pre-sear. Uh-huh. Oh. And then I got two pounds of really small ones that I'm going to use to make a broth. Oh. And that broth is going to go into a curry base. And the broth is just going to simmer. Yeah. And then I'm going... (laughs) Keep going, keep going. You can do this. And then I'm going to... um, I'm going to pretty much just braise... The oxtails in a tomato-based curry oh. for about four hours. 
It's going to be like off the bone tender. It's going to be off the bone tender. It's going to like fall off. It's not going to fall off as soon as I take it out of the pot, but it's going to be like the minute you stick your fork in it, it's going to come right off. And are you going to slap it? No. Why would I do that? Like you're not going to slap that soft ooey gooey meat? No. Or give it a quick little flick? <laughs> I'm not like all the other TikTok food guys that slap their meat. Are people still doing that? I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, what is anybody doing? And I just, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue telling me about this. The sock's tail. And, and then I'm going to serve it on rice. And what kind of rice? Is it jasmine? Is it sushi rice? Or is it basmati? It's not going to be a basmati, but it's going to be a, a cumin jasmine rice. Oh. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Yeah, thanks. How are you going to plate the oxtail? I'm going to put it in a bowl. Be more descriptive. Like, get wild. Like, tell me in detail. <laughs> Down to the garnishing. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me collect myself. I'm gonna put it in a deep, high-rimmed bowl. And what color is this high-rimmed bowl? It is a blue and white ombre. Oh, a little mm -hmm. pop of color. Just, just like a little color. Just a little like bit of color. Yeah. And so I'm going to put it next to the rice so that the rice doesn't get too soft as it sits there. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to top it with cilantro leaves oh. and chopped scallions. And the part where the rice touches the oxtail is just going to soak up all the juice. But then you still have the other side where the rice is still fluffy and grainy. So you can yeah. get the best of both worlds. <laughs> First, you could just like eat it, rice and oxtail back and forth, but then halfway through, you're like, fuck it. And you mix it all up. You take the fork and you toss it every grain, you coat every grain with that sauce. Yeah. Anyways, I missed you. This was fun. <laughs> in, in, enjoy your PS5. Thank you. We should play some games together. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I only. I don't know what game, player. but um. Yeah, I don't know what game, but we'll figure what it out. Multiplayer games are out on the PS5. Oh, uh, we'll figure something out. Okay. If you have any recommendations for us, um. Message us on our Instagram, one for the table, just number one, mm -hmm. and then for the table. If you like what you heard, share. If you know people that came to my white elephant party, maybe like not share it to them because um, they probably shouldn't hear some of the things um, I said about the gifts. Bye. Oh, and it's New Year's next after uh, this. Oh, yeah. Does this come out on New Year's? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope you get rich or die trying. Same. Yeah, same. Bye. <laughs>